Hello and welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap, the only show that decided to just begin. I feel like that's referencing something, but I'm not together enough to know it. I don't know. Let us fuck. It's always a fun one. It's always fun we can do with Zack and Miri. I don't know, I've been kind of, re- I've been kind of re- uh, wanting to rewatch all the clerks lately, both one and two and the cartoon. Oh, the, well, the cartoons. It had its moments. The good episodes are really good and the bad, bad episodes, episodes are, are really bad. bad. But I mean, I kind of feel like that's one of those things where if they'd gotten a chance to do more than one season, or I think they only did, what, six episodes? Yeah, ABC put the kibosh on that well, real Well, one, quick. ABC was a terrible place for them to try and do that. Yeah, but it had something to do with Disney and Miramax or something. I'm sure there was a reason for it, but it's just not a good fit. I just feel like if they got more time to kind of figure it out, they would have been fine. Because they had, like, solo writers. I mean, they had Kevin Smith on it. They had Paul Dini. Oh, thank you, my dear. Um, I mean, Paul Dini, the genius behind the Let's Do the Flashbacks episode on the second episode. Yeah, and the, the whole thing... It was just so goddamn funny. And Well, he's the same... I was going to say, he was behind the whole thing in... Thank you. You're welcome. And um, Jay and Silent Bob, where they go to beat up the guy who's talking on the phone, and he keeps making him wait. I think he came up with that specific joke as well. On the clerk's cartoon? No, in Jay and Silent Bob. Remember Paul Dini's the guy who does... Yes, I know who Paul Dini is. I yeah, but no, he's the, the clapper on um, um, Blunt Man and Chronic. He cameos in it. Sorry, I just got a hilarious mental image of what a villain called the Clapper to Blunt Man at Chronic would look like. What do they call you, Cockknucker? Awesome. It's a funny story, actually. Yep. Like, I. God, that movie's still. No more Harry Bush nuns. Speaking of uh, Mark Hamill, him and Kevin Conroy have been sending each other nice messages on Instagram. Why? Just because I mean, he was doing one of those, you know about how talented he was and how nice he was and Kevin Conroy was going to say return the message. It was nice. I mean, they both remember those times very fondly and they hold each other in such high self-esteem and really high self-esteem, high esteem. And um, I actually had someone at work say, like, who's your favorite Batman? And I said, Kevin Kevin Conroy. Conroy. And she, being younger, thought I was confused on who Michael Keaton was. Oh, no. And I was like... No, Michael Keaton very much was one of the first Batmans I was introduced to because I was too young was for, really for the Bruce Bill Bilzer. I liked him as Batman. I mean, I think that because he's claustrophobic and that suit was claustrophobic, I think gave him an edge. Well, it's just for me, it's really hard to watch Tim Burton Batman sometimes. It and doesn't. I was going to say it, the Joel. It holds up, but it didn't age well. I will say that. It's like watching the 60s Batman where it's all pure camp, and really... Well, if I'm in the right mood, though, that's fantastic. Yeah, and Nicholson chewing the scenery as a Joker, I mean, really, at the time, who else would you have chosen at the time? All of the Prince music. Especially that when was he's, rough. Especially when he's ruining works of art. Oh, Party Man? That, that's still kind of cool. Oh, I didn't say it wasn't uh, cool, but, like, but you have but to like, remember it's a Prince he, soundtrack. But like Prince like, samples a lot of the movie in the soundtrack, so it's kind of weird. Um, now I kind of want to listen to Bad Dance. Bad Dance. Watched a video where it's like, it's basically uh, West Side Story, but with Batmans and Jokers. It's it sounds not as awesome, great. Yeah, I'm it, sorry. It, it sounds great on paper, but... It does sound really great on paper. Um... I don't think I've got anything Batman on here to segue to. Oh, yeah, I do. What we were just talking about. Not 
these nine Batman. But we'll be Wait, I have one Batman talking. thing to mention. I was watching Batman Begins again this week. I still hate Katie Holmes in it. Yeah, she's not good in well, anything. anything. Well, it's one of those things where it's like you read articles sometimes about, I was going to say, where they're very, very harsh on how people act. And I remember I was reading something a while ago and they were really harsh on Jessica Beale and her ability to act. And I kind of wanted to be like, how about you shut the fuck up and go watch The Prestige? I like Blade 3. Um, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I know I'm in the minority. What are you talking about? I like Blade 3 too. You know why? Because I almost died laughing when Ryan Reynolds is talking about the honeycomb hideout. Cock juggling thunder cunt. Still funny. Which, by the way, cock juggling thunder cunt it sounds, was like, like, sounds like something a drag queen would say. Just saying. Yeah. But, I mean, it very much, like, set the stage for, like, MS oh, Deadpool. Um, yeah, I, but Katie Holmes, like, I, I had a friend who, uh, a guy at work who asked me about if I'd seen Thank You for Smoking. I went, yeah, and I read the book before it. I liked Thank You for Smoking. I, I still didn't like her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and she was supposed to be, like, and she played the character, like, how she was in the book, and I'm like, yeah, I appreciate that. But, like, I... I just thought that should have been a different actress that would be much more interesting. It was watching her... I feel like Emily Blunt would have been a better fit. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Because she could have played a more interesting character. I need to go back and watch the movie, because I remember the movie not having a plot. No, it did. If you remember, it was one, him disappearing. Well, the whole... Most of the book is about who's trying to kill him. Well, yeah, it was uh, Roz Agul. Huh? Roz Agul. In Thank You for Smoking. No, oh, no, I was talking about Batman Begins. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? No, Lee no. Mason wasn't in there. No. Well, now in, I'm in, imagining he is, and it's fantastic. No, because you'd have to replace J.K. Simmons with him, and I, J.K. Simmons was great in that, because the way he's describing the book is very much like J.K. Simmons, but more out of. Uh, whiplash thing. I mean, I really liked that movie, but it still didn't like him. Well, my thing is, they turned it into like him and his kid, and it's the kids in like three pages of the book. It's more about like them, like like who was trying to kill him with all the nicotine patches. Um, they and all at, the politics. And yes, and they don't in the movie at all. Oh, maybe they do. It's where they been a say while where they I say the it. line because in the book they say smoking saved your life. Because that was the only way his body processed that much nicotine was being a smoker. Um, yeah, I would see smokes in the books. Um, yeah, like I said, it's been a while since I watched it, so I don't remember if they say that line or not. Um, but yeah, it was very Jason Reitman, which, I mean, who's, who directed it. Um, I, I wasn't a f- huge fan of it just because what they changed in the book didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I think I do better than you separating movies from books. You know, all the changes from Ready Player One, I was like, yeah, they had to make those changes. Like, those made sense. They could have um, done it better. You know, I, I think... I was oh, a, I speaking was, of something we need to talk about with changes from books, we need to talk about that when you're done with this thought. Um, I mean, in terms of Ready Player One, I think updating some of the references uh, to be more 80s than 70s made more sense, because... No kid's really gonna understand Joust and Galaga and Zork. Um, let's be honest, I barely understand Zork. Um, talking about text-based games, I mean, I'll drop Gertrude's puzzle and get blank stares from almost 100% of the people I'm talking to. Um, so, I mean, for them to, I mean, I, 
they could have done War Games and they could have done Monty Python. I think that would have been, and it would have introduced a whole new, like, generation to Monty Python. Anyway, what what book thing? Yeah, you know, well, yeah, book to movie. About? So I started watching A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, I skipped that one. To preface this, I read all the Madeline Lingle books when I was much younger, when I was a kid. They're wonderful books. I love the Wrinkle in Time book. It was one of the first books that I read when I was that young that kind of introduced me to a sci-fi fantasy book with yeah. a plot that detailed. Disney, fuck you. First of all, you marketed it completely wrong. Second of all, whoever did editing and pacing needs to be fucking fired. Well, that'd be writer and director. No, and editor. Like I said, fuck you, Disney. Yeah, I didn't, like... There's a reason that wasn't the hit they wanted it to be. Well, Like I said, the marketing was completely wrong, and it just, it didn't feel right. You know, lately with... I wasn't emotionally invested in any of the fucking characters, despite the fact that that was a big thing in the book. It goes back to, and there are certain, just certain things in this world, when you adapt them, you can't fuck them up. Well, the thing is, I would have been okay if they'd done some things, but it's just, it didn't redeem itself. Yeah, Ready Player One did. Um, I was Do I like it as uh, much as the book? No. But did I enjoy myself? Absolutely. Yeah, but you know what? Like, I didn't hear anything about like people f- like saying, like, oh, Pitch Perfect casting it. That, for me, it's been a long time since I've read Wrinkle in Time. And did I like that they did multi-race casting? Absolutely. That Fine. was great. I didn't bother me at all. In fact, I thought it was wonderful. However, Were they all white in the book? Yeah. And she, she has, I was going to say, she has older twin brothers in the book, too, that aren't talked about at all in this. But, I mean, that's because the reason that they're mentioned is because there's a whole other book about them. But, okay. like I said, it's just, it was, it's not great. And, I mean, I went in, because I didn't see it when it was first released, because I was, like I said, I didn't like how they were marketing it. I was going to say, and then I waited, and it wasn't the hit they wanted it to be, and it didn't get a lot of good word of mouth. So I kind of, it looked like, like kid, said, It looked like Kid Avatar to me. With a fantastic piece, and now you know where to find them. Spoiler alert, in this movie, also his suitcase. Um, <laughs> but just like saying, I said, that's in just, the first like, 15 minutes of that movie. It's one of those things where I was watching it this week, and I was watching it with my mom. She also is a big Madeline Lingle fan, and she mm-hmm. was the one who introduced me to those books when I was young. And both of us are just sitting there, like almost with dead eyes, because we were so not drawn in. It looked like it was going to be... No, I yeah, mostly you got to remember I saw Avatar on. A, you told like, me to keep on, living my life, and I have. Yeah, but like I think seeing it, and let me get to the point on this before we jump. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. But like my friend saw Avatar 3D IMAX, woo, like huge. Um, Pretty much all these special these effects upsells, extravaganza. Yeah, yeah he, he had to wait till the technology could catch up with his idea, which is kind of cool. Um, I mean, technically cool movie was a piece of shit. Um, I saw it, like, you know, on my TV on playing it off of, like, my PlayStation 3. Um, and I was like, nah, it's just rubbish. And, uh, and I think that Wrinkle in Time, the way I, like, the way it was presented to me was a huge visual, like, stunning thing. Where I think, like, if you saw it on a big screen, you are blinded to how much they might have changed the book or done some, something well, different or how it looked like in your head. Like I said, it was very visually beautiful, but it's like, you know, 
I remember one of the things that stuck in my head when I read A Wrinkle in Time when I was little is when they are traveling from place to place before they go and try and do their rescue and they accidentally end up in a two-dimensional place and the kids almost die because the women they're traveling with don't remember that they can't handle a two-dimensional place. And the way that it's described with them reacting to it as with me as a little kid was one of the first times that a big scientific theory like that kind of made sense to me because I was that young. That was, an, that was a dimension in Futurama, wasn't it? I believe they all look like lines to each other, but it's because there's no depth. Yes, it was, but I mean, it wasn't... But anyway. I was going to say it wasn't as deadly later to them. Life. I was going to say it wasn't as deadly to them as it was in A Wrinkle in Time. And, like, it was just one of those things where I'm like, they didn't do that well with this, which means they probably won't do any more Madeline Lingle books, which is too bad because... She did Phantom Tollbooth, right? No. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. But I was going to say, my favorite book I'm written sure. by her... No, I'm not sure, but okay. we can look it up in a minute. My favorite book written by her is a book called Many Waters, which is about the older twin boys and them doing a time travel back to biblical time right before the Noah's Ark incident. And it was a really good, really well-written book, and I would have loved to see somebody try and make that as a film. I don't think they're going to be able to do it now because I'm pretty sure Disney got fucked on the budget for this one. Yeah, it's... And it didn't do that well internationally either. It's one of those, I think, uh, Show Hills had that problem too where they adapted Horns and made it like a weird like dark fantasy movie where it really wasn't fantasy. Horns did pretty well though. Only because it was like Radcliffe's like real big movie like role after Harry Potter. I mean he had done Equus on, on I think Broadway or off Broadway and that was like a big deal. No, I remember that and then um, What was the horror film that he did? It's like Women in Black or something like that? Sure. Oh. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Horns was kind of a more... But then they made him look like this weird lava demon at the end, which I was like, that's not really the thing, but all right. Um, it's like, it's, it's so much more about, like, the crime of that he's been falsely accused of raping and killing his girlfriend. It's just one of those things where I kind of just wanted to, like, whoever was in charge, whoever was the main producer there that kept fucking with things, you had an incredible cast. You had three very well-known actresses. Well, it was, you had Chenoweth, Oprah, and somebody else. Reese Witherspoon. Who? I'm kidding. I prefer Reese without her spoon. <laughs> anyway. And it's just one of those things, like, you had these very this well-known, This was her first popular... big one after the DUI, like, do you know who I am Well, thing, she's right? been very busy with um, Big Little Lies on HBO. Oh, she's got something. Okay. Yeah, no, which was a hit, and they got nominated for all a bunch of things, and it was extremely popular. Okay. So she's, and she also, I don't watch it, so I was going to say, she has a pretty young kid as well, because she had a baby with a new husband, I think, a little bit after the DUI. Oh, man. Right? Not Ryan Gosling. Who's the one she was banging that was on Cruel Intentions? Ren Philippi? However you say it? He was on well, they were some... married and have two kids, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was on, like, this ESPN show, the Rich Eisen show or something, some sports show. Why were you watching a sports show? It was on at work. Okay. Um, and he does not look like him at all. Like, he doesn't look bad. He just, like, kind of, like, almost seems like he grew up. Like, it's like no well, more had weird... To fucking grow up. Well, but, like, no more, like, weird the curly, frosted curly flick, hair, yeah. frosted tips thing, and, like, none of that, like, kind of, like boyish, puppy fat cuteness. Like, well, you know, he hasn't been doing he, particularly he looks, well lately. He looks lately, more so. like, um, um, uh, Spike, who's actor, I'm suddenly forgetting, um, James, 
uh, Marster. I like, love him. Like he's kind of got like, but you don't, have you seen him like? Oh, with his like, dark hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he looks kind of like him, where it's like, oh, you look so much like older and more put together when you're not like bleaching your fucking hair and like being like boyishly charming. Um, Excuse me. Sorry. Burp. So, um, yeah. What are we on? I was just talking about how A Wrinkle in Time did not make it from the page to the movie. Fuck you, Disney. Yeah, I'm a little worried about Joe Hill's books like being like misadapted. The um, other thing that I was thinking about, though, is with Disney fucking with things. Did you know that they actually... The writer of the Han Solo movie is now writing Indiana Jones 5? Yeah, that makes all the sense. It's like, you already fucked up once. Do it again. Although, could you it know, be as I, bad as Crystal Skull? Who I, fucking knows? Hey, Kristen Keurig's on TV. I can't believe she's, you know, still alive. Um, and I like that they're promoting her Smallville's. And I'm like, and I, I just rewatched Euro Trip, so I'm like, she's in that. Um, Which is a highly underrated film. Yeah, I watched the underrated version. But still, with her in Smallville... I find it easier to believe that there's a Kryptonian living in Kansas than a, a half Inuit. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I think it's more unlikely that a half Inuit would be living in Kansas than a Kryptonian alien with superpowers. Fair enough. Um, not that I watched much of Smallville so at all. What particularly which had James Marsters on it because he played Brainiac. I know. What particularly worried about the jump with Hill? Like, what books are you worried about them fucking um, up? Well, I mean, I love the fact that, like, his antagonists are always like very even in my like in my head like very visually super fucking creepy like make me uncomfortable the way I envision them um especially the bad guys in um Heartship Box Craddock ugh ugh I just imagine him as like he's like one of the gentlemen from Buffy like that's how ah. I envision him ah. yeah 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 like you know what I mean yeah um and then same with the, the super creepy guy in Nosferatu, like, whose name I suddenly can't remember. Um, Dracula? No, it's... It'll come to me. He's got another really like weird, creepy name, too. Um, but I, I hear they're doing Nosferatu. Um, I think it's going to be a show. And they're going to be able to include... Um, he did like a, like a short story, and then he did a comic as well. Um, and they're going to include all of that. But, I mean, he's had no luck with Auk and Key, which is, like, multi-award winning. I'm going to go back and reread. I've got the whole slipcase of the, like, the series. And I picked up one of the one-shots when I was at Did Denver Comic-Con. Did Lock and Key get picked up recently? No, it had a lot of problems, and I believe I want to say FX. Um, and it's not to say, like, they did a pilot, and for whatever reason, it didn't go. Hmm. Um, it's one of those, I can see them, where, like, it's very, Joe Hill can be very, like, Neil Gaiman on it, um, and be like, no, that's not right, and we're not doing it until we can get it right, like, with Sandman, or the aborted Sandman with, um, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see, and that's a time I can really appreciate being precious with your work. Um, yeah, I but mean, you can't be overly precious with your work, because then you think you're a wizard. We both know who I'm talking about. Yes, we do. Um... But I can speak to that and that we were talking off air about Preacher, and Preacher is one of those things where you can't fuck up because it's so beloved by Well, if you remember, very, I was very nervous when they announced they were going to make Preacher. Especially when it's Seth Rogen and, and Evan Goldberg. Oh, I was pissed because of how much I hated Green Hornet. Yeah, but look, I mean, their other movies are, for the most part, 
if not good, entertaining. Mm. Other than Green Hornet, like which was not directed by them at all. I think that was written. Stephen. Uh huh. Written. Was it written? Because that was Stephen Chow was the director. Because that's what got me all hot and bothered about it. Because I love Kung Fu Hustle and Shell and Soccer. Yeah, I need to find that. I need to. I need to. We need to watch the Mermaid. Yeah. Yeah, I need to find a copy of that. Um, I was looking online. and I couldn't find a good one. So, um, but I had something on this. Anyway, uh, like sausage parties, it's all right. Um, I mean, I, I it was plagued with all of the quote unquote scandals. Well, it was um, just because there was I was going to say the the scandal they weren't treating their help right. Correct. Which um, you know happens but I, on a I, lot of stuff. I remember so. it not being a great movie, but at least it was like I could see it on paper, and I'm like, okay, that's funny. Um, and any movie that ends with a giant food orgy, sure. Um, <laughs> but I mean, super bad, and and uh, this is the end. I mean, they're all. I mean, but the thing is, they're known for like really broad comedies, and they're not known for like dark, religious, subtle. Well, everything a preacher is westerns. Um, Excuse me. And they've hit. They know the bullet points they need to hit. But it's how they get there that's different, which I can kind of appreciate because, like we talked about off air, they're kind of exploring the whole thing with Angelville because that doesn't really get explored in the no, comics. It does not. It just—it's basically another kind of monster of the week in the comics um, with Jody and, and um, the grandma. I'm waiting for the grandma's wig to fall off in the show. Like she's got like a full head of hair, and I'm like, and you're no. like, nah. like well, you know it's gonna happen oh, yeah. because like that's how grandma looks with the uh, skeletal and gross. <laughs> Uh, one thing looks like a gentleman. Keep coming back to that. Well, I, if I remember correctly, they were. I was gonna say, I was gonna say they were nominated for an Emmy because of that episode. For. Gentlemen, I think the episode was called Hush. Oh, Buffy. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant. No, Preacher. no, no, no. Preacher's Buffy. Got, Buffy. Preachers I... like their ratings. Of, the thing is, their ratings keep going down, but their like critical like love keeps going up and I agree and I I agree with it like I said I feel like that it might be better if they teamed Legion and Preacher to be on the same network they're different yeah yeah I know like I said they could do Legion one night and Preacher a different night but it would make sense to have them on the same I was going to say have them on the same network with the same kind of audience well that's not going to happen for multiple reasons well Um, because FX and AMC well yeah and FX is Fox which owns the rights to X-Men for now um, thus, they get Legion, um, and little nods to Professor X, and so forth and so on. Um, and then, I, I mean, feel I, like Agent Carter would have been. I liked Agent Carter, but I feel like it would have had more of an audience and been able to be a lot more interesting if they put it on FX instead of on ABC. Yeah, but it's ABC's Disney. I know. I'm just saying. And Freeform's gotten like that's what ABC Family turned into. Ugh. And I've been watching. I've been catching up on Cloak and Dagger. And yeah. No, I'm kidding, go ahead. But I mean, they keep dropping the words like shit and asshole, and I'm like... Well, yeah, it's freeform. It's supposed to be like tweens and teenagers. Is it supposed to be a bit more mature? Yeah, it's supposed to be, like I said... It's not FX or not FX like, or, or like, AMC level, but... No, like I said, I think it's supposed to be like junior high, high school age. Okay. So it can be a bit more sophisticated and, yeah. and edgy. Because like some of the stuff in Cloak and Dagger, I was not expecting because I expected it to be kind of an ABC family show, and I was like, "Well, well this is going to suck nuts." One of the things that ended up making ABC a lot of uh, a lot of money was the Pretty Little Liars series, and that was very, very much junior high, high school age viewers. Yeah, and CW's gotten a little edgier. I made a face. Um, 
I mean, they go some dark, but it's like comic book dark places with Arrow and Legends and all that. Um, but I had someone who recently watched uh, Black Lightning, and they were like, dude, like, people get shot, and, like, the blood comes out of them. And I'm like, yeah, it's because it was post-prime time. It wasn't, like, when Arrow and Flash are on. It's two hours later. Um, I don't think people realize what a big risk they took when they made Arrow a show. A, admittedly, like, C, if not D-list, non-powered... On a channel that wasn't particularly highly watched anyways, doing something that was not normal for them. No, and it's like, and you knew he was never going to fight someone with powers, because that's not what Green Arrow is. I mean, you eventually do kind of get there. And I mean, they do, do once they introduce metas, but... Like um, I said, it made them a much stronger channel, and it brought all sorts of other shows that drew much more audience... And like I said, how I much do we love the first season of Flash? So good. How much do I think the other ones suck? A lot. Not a lot, but a fair amount. They just they drag. I can't. Like I'm not even trying to be glib about it. It's like, God, damn it, these take too long. It, that goes back to my whole thing about doing 18 episodes, because I think Legends did that. And it was fucking perfect. They could divide it up into three acts, six uh, issues, six episodes each. Um, or, I mean, issues could say that. You know what I mean? Like, and it worked. Um, I feel like doing it, 12 episode hit their... seasons is smarter. Especially doing, like, 12, I think 12, two on, 12, 12 episodes 12 on network a is a little short. Um, like I said, doing two 12 episode seasons a year. Instead of one 24 hour mm-hmm. or 20. One. I think it's stupid they still do big well, summer that's, breaks but that's on what, shit. that's what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did, is they broke them down to what's called pods. Yeah, except I don't like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, the, Especially the since L- Sky the, is the, being a fucking moron. Uh-huh. The actress who plays Daisy. Oh, the one's dating a YouTube guy? He's a douche. He's a complete she broke worth- up with the guy from uh, Walking Dead? That's fine, but he's a complete worthless piece of shit. Okay. Earlier this year, he was in a very famous suicide forest in Japan and ran across an actual guy who committed suicide and was videotaped laughing. Oh, she's dating that guy? Yes. Fuck him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I, mean, I don't know his name off the top of my head because I don't follow YouTube. Aaron Paul. No, I'm kidding. That can't be right. His name's Logan Paul. I was just being a dick. Paul Aaron. <laughs> which one's which? One of them was Highlander and one of them was a Breaking Bad, but I can never keep the name straight. Well, Paul Aaron would be Highlander. Was it Paul Aaron was Highlander? Yeah. Okay. Great, now I'm singing the Highlander theme song from the series in my head. Ooh, Don't Lose Your Head? Oh, no. No, I've got Princes of the Universe in my head now. Yeah, because that was the intro music. Here we are, Born to be Kings. We're the Princes of the Universe. I remember a lot. I mean, that was... Talk about a one-two punch when I was that age was... It was that and Renegade. That, Renegade, and uh, Willow were the reason I had a thing for long-haired men for a really long fucking time. Willow. Oh, the movie. Out of the way, Peck. Um, we should probably talk about something on the list. Um, what? No. We've got a lot to talk about. Well, we're going to have um, to eat at some point. I know. And we're already at like 20 minutes. That's right, we killed more than half an episode on uh, Long-Haired Men and uh, Wrinkle in Time. Well, speaking of books very quickly, I am still not read the new Christian Ritter book, Bonfire. It's finally made it to paperback, and I still haven't picked up a copy yet, and it is what her was, first book. They made that Amy Adams 
show on HBO. It's gonna be the mini series. It's based on uh, the... Sharp Things. Is that the one about the cutter? Yeah. That you were telling me about? Okay. I love that fucking story. I love that book. I was gonna say had it as an audio book, and I absolutely loved it. And do I think Amy Adams can pull off this really detailed character? Absolutely. But I'm wondering how dirty they're actually gonna be because that is a nasty fucking. That's story. what you were saying. I mean, well, she I gets, love she it. gets pretty fucking dark in that um, uh, um, alien movie. Arrival. Oh, that one's so sad. I know, but it was so... And I can see, like, I was like, I can't believe this is so good. Well, it's just one of those things, though, where it's sharp where Hawkeye things, was during the Infinity War. Like I said, sharp things. Spoiler. The... I was gonna say, title character, I can't remember what her name is. It's, I think, something like Camille or something like sure. that. Uh, she's a cutter. And her description of why and how it feels and what draws her to it is probably the most accurate I've ever read. Which makes me a little disgusted because I, I don't even want to know. Like, and I, 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 I always Well, and her thing with cutting herself is she carves words into herself. Like memento. <laughs> Damn it. Anyways, um, sorry. Continue on. The list. So, you remember like 20 minutes ago when I was trying to think of a Batman segue? <laughs> well, we talked about this a little last week. Uh, let's just get, I, get right into, um... Well, speaking of Batman, we watched Cobra. I watched Cobra Kai season one. Fuck it, I'm just gonna go in the order of the list. Okay. Um, Cobra Kai takes place, I think, 25 or 30 years after the events of uh, Karate Kid two, because they actually. Did we talk about this last week? I don't think we did. Or did we? I feel like we talked about it. After. I feel like I've talked about it so no, much. No, I feel like we talk about it after we finish. Okay, that might have been. We might have gone off air. I'm still recovering from a brain injury, so it's not my fault. Um, but I, it it jumps on the premise that Daniel was the bad guy in uh-huh. the first credit Kid, being that he pretty much picks all the fights and wins with an illegal move. Um, which that's all accurate. But it it starts with like yeah, that jo- uh, Johnny Lawrence played by uh, William Zabka is kind of this down and out. Like, everything's gone wrong. Like, he's the, he's the jock that peaked in high school, which makes sense if you watch the first two Karate Kids. Considering I know some douchey jocks from high school, I'm okay with that. And, uh, but he, it's just that he, like, he lost his way. Like, Karate gave him, like, focus and discipline and confidence. And these are not bad things. Now, how he seemed to, seemed to have used them in the first two, in the first movie, okay, fine, whatever, I'm... I actually do hold that Daniel was a bad guy in Karate Kid. Um, I the, the the Barney Stinson theory on this, to me that I I honestly I re- I rewatched it after Cobra Kai and I was like, yeah, he picks almost every fucking fight. Okay. Yeah. Now was Johnny a little abusive when he like slams the the radio out of her hand? Yes. Was it a completely toxic relationship? I don't think so. Um, but, uh, so Daniel, son, <laughs> Daniel Russo has become like a like a car dealership. Uh, King? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to say millionaire, but really nice house. Da 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 da. Um, couple of one and a half great kids, because the son <laughs> is just this roly poly little asshole. Um, and they, I mean, the kid's just an asshole. It's like always on his games. Like doesn't you know look at the world at all. Doesn't you know the father keeps trying to reach out to him. And he's like, whatever, dad. I'm playing Tekken. Like one of those. Like, but it shows like you know the dichotomy of the very physical karate to playing Tekken 
it's that kind of dichotomy. Um, and of course, uh, this kid who's getting bullied uh, runs, you know, get, he's getting bullied, he's getting hassled, and Joey, uh, Joey Lawrence, Johnny Lawrence, <laughs> Cobra Kai himself, um, steps in, beats the crap out of the bullies, and the kid who's being bullied is like, teach me how to defend myself, give me confidence, give me that discipline. And he's like, absolutely, I'm going to do that for all of your other outcast loser friends, which I think might be an actual line from the show. Um, and of course, Daniel sees that and goes, oh my god, he's starting at, like a whole army of bullies, not knowing the other side of it. So it was kind of interesting to see that like, Cobra Kai's like, no, I'm giving them confidence, and I protected that kid. What you're seeing is the three kids that got beat up that were like, he's like, oh, you know, Johnny, uh, yeah, Johnny Lawrence is like such an asshole, he's beating up kids. It's like, no, he's protecting someone. But they both do have their moments of being complete assholes where neither one of them's in the right 100% of the time. Yeah. So there is no clear, like, hero by the end of the season, actually by the middle of the season. You know um, what's terrible about that? You know what that's vaguely like? Life. Iron Fist and his cousin. 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 Male bad guy. Oh, that's like adopted brother or something. I, I mostly just think of them as cousins since they were. No, they're because they have a different last name. I know. And they were like running the company. But it's just one of those things that. where like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The heroin addict or whatever he's he's coke I was gonna say it's just one of those where first of all, fuck Iron Fist. We all hated it. They figured him out. They figured him out. Yes, I know, but I'm just saying... You haven't seen any of them. They figured it out. Through parts of it, you were a lot more interested in Me the bad guy than the good name. guy. They're what? You were a lot more interested in the bad guy than the good guy through a lot of parts of that. Well, Why? Because you understood what they were doing. Yeah. I mean, what they were doing, I didn't agree with. No, but you are trying to it. buy him out of his own company so yeah. they could do all the weird hand shit. Um... That's you say that, that's, that's so fucked. <laughs> I want to say that, but it's like, we don't have enough time to get into that. Um, okay. There's a great line in, in this new this last season of 12 Monkeys that made me laugh so fucking hard. And I'm, I'll just say the, like, the, the context with the line, then we'll talk about it in a later episode. Well, hopefully I will watch it in the next because two weeks. The third, season, we talk about the third season, kind of the bad guy slash MacGuffin was... In the table that was and no, that was my knee. Glass. That was my knee because of the cast. Sorry. Um, Hopefully, only one more week, Doug. Was there? Was uh, Cassie and James's um, time traveling son? Oh. Who? Yeah. Um, and on this last season, on the fourth season that just came out and just concluded, and we'll talk about that uh, in later episodes. Um, Cassie and James obviously reconnect, and they just get done. Having sex? Yep. Uh, and the seer, Jennifer Goins, like I said to you off air, the kind of the Brad Pitt character, the kind of crazy seer character, mm-hmm. um, is like, hey, like we need to go have a meeting about you know the plans for whatever. Um, and she goes, and don't think I don't know what you're doing in there. Remember what happened last time? Butt stuff only. And the look on Cassie's face was like of total like disgust and shock. And then James is like, mm? like it was kind of funny. She's like. Hope you're being safe. Only butt stuff. Um, as we're kind of getting to, well, we'll, we'll uh, wrap up before we get to the usual Excuse ending me. nonsense. 
I watched, I know you had talked about it, um, I need to get you a copy of it, is the Making Fun documentary, which is the history Oh, I don't need a copy, I've got Netflix. Okay. The documentary about your favorite thing ever. My pops. Yes. Warning to everyone, my birthday is August 21st. Funko Pops will be appreciated as gifts. Yeah, you need like another hundred. Um, that was sarcasm. No, it's not. Uh, I do need like another hundred. I was sarcasm. Uh... Yeah, I uh, I liked it. It was informative. I it didn't have the like emotional hit a lot of documentaries tend to have. Um, there's a new documentary I want to watch called. Well, I feel like that might be smart considering the kind of people that collect Funkos. Well, I mean, they did talk about like how like people with, like different genders and racial backgrounds and countries and languages they can all bond over Pops. you know a, a a variant Wolverine pop or whatever. Well, I mean, you know that I have made a pretty hard effort of trying to keep my male and female pops at the same number. Not to just own completely all male pop dolls. I tried to own as many female as male. That's actually gone pretty well. Well, it's not like they can reproduce. All the guys come in a different box. I have to admit, I'm still peeved that Livia Moore is the only character they ever did from iZombie. Is it just the weird very like, all the different mm-hmm. shit she wears? And well, because I have three, but I feel I like would, there's at least a few more. But yeah, they I wouldn't never... pay out the nose, but I'd pay a fair amount. And I'm sorry, but like, you wouldn't get it. I, I'd buy a Robbie one for me. No, absolutely. That was one of the things that always bothered me. And I always did want her boyfriend. Surprising you didn't, they didn't get a Blaine one. Well, that's, I would love a Blaine one. I would have Blaine and I would put him directly next to the Spike one and then pretend they were making out. Why? Why not? You know, I wonder if they made a Blaine one, if they made a, um, the fuck was his name on, on Heroes? Adam Monroe. I wonder if they made one of those. Hmm. And you could have the same pop that would basically look this exact same, minus a British accent. <laughs> um, I have to tell you, though, when the nephew was over this week, he was playing with my Gwenpool pop it's out of the box since mm-hmm. the box was super damaged when I got it and he decided he has to have the pink tips on the end of his hair like Gwenpool 2018 who gives a shit um usual ending nonsense yeah absolutely uh usual ending nonsense I don't think I made any mistakes this week other than I started thinking about how horrible it's gonna be when they cut my cast off hopefully next Monday because I have not been able to shave that part of my leg for about five weeks now. It is July. I had to put the Christmas tree away, Deb. I'd love to if I didn't have a cast over it. I know. Oh, but what was I will that? have to what try and make What was the thing where they picture. kept finding weird stuff in their cast? It was like a remote and all that, because like they were trying to like scratch it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I want to say all it was I can like a Futurama the, or no, something. All I can think of is the Parks and Rec episode where they take Andy's cast off and there's a bunch of random shit in his cast. That might have been it. And there was like a remote in there and like M&M's and shit. I feel like it was it. That always reminds me of my dad though because when my dad was a little kid, I think he was about seven or eight, he fell off a fence and broke his arm. And while he had it casted, he got chicken pox. And when they Ooh. cut his cast off, everything underneath the cast was completely covered with chicken pox. And he had a bunch of uh, pens and pencils stuck in the cast because he was sticking them in oh, yeah. a scratch. He's fine. Um, like I said, he I'm, has one arm. Like I said, hopefully the cast will be off. I'm he, feeling he doesn't. He's got both arms. Yeah, feeling right? much better. Yes. You're wearing <laughs> My your dad wrinkles. has a master's in piano. Of course, he has both arms. 
fucking drummer from Def Leppard's only got one arm. Does he have a master's the in from drumming? Leopards only got one arm. The drummer from Def Leppard's only got one arm. Well, like I said, as for the mistakes I made this week, I'm healing. My brain feels much better. I feel like I'm almost back to my normal self. And I can actually start reading fresh books again because I've kind of been staying away from reading fresh, very complicated books to let the brain bounce back a little bit more. And I cannot wait to start fucking reading again because watching TV is making me lose my mind. Don't get me wrong, I love it, but since I'm not allowed to walk and listen to a book or read a regular book... Because you're just talking about or like that, wrestle yeah. around with the dog, because I mean, I had a whole morning thing where I'd get up at 8, take the dog for a short walk, drop him off at home, and then take a much longer walk, and I haven't listen been able... Listen to Audible or... Yeah, like I said, listen to Audible, and I haven't been able to do that. I just... I don't care if they give me a boot or another brace to put on the ankle after they take the cast off. I just need something of the cast. Also, I'm super fucking tired of having to sit with a bag taped over my foot to shower. Like Ant-Man. Well, I have which a shower. did not talk about. Like I said, this well, I have a shower. Like I said, well, I have a shower chair, but I still don't feel like I'm getting clean enough. Um, I need to write down all my ideas. Some of them I remember, but others I forget. Okay. Like, I'll think, like, oh, it'd be a great thing to do on, like, headbook, and I gotta write that down, and then I utterly fucking forget. Why Luckily... Don't you just turn on, like, the memo function on your phone, so you Because I don't kinda... shower with it. I mean, headbook is effectively shower thoughts. Um, because I, I didn't post about old blood, but I did post about inside skin. Oh, that's the plus. Like I said, you and I had talked about this. I finally stopped getting old blood out of my ear, which is completely healed up. Um... Yeah, luckily, I mean, the fact that I spent a lot of money on Batman comics and been reading nothing but Batman comics, and then what idea do I have in my head? Hulk. Like, fuck you, brain. What the hell was that? I'm sorry, Way I should left that field. Hulk bursting out of Hulk-busting armor. It was before that, and it's a really great idea, and I'll tell you off air. So okay. You would be like, I want to fucking read that. Um, uh, I don't know. Social contract, asshole. Oh, I got one. Okay. Hey, management, don't, like, ominously foreshadow a bad thing and send your entire staff to, like, pins and needles, like, anxiety and waiting for, like, some imaginary other shoe to drop. Like, just shut the fuck up, do what you're gonna do, and then either not say anything or fire a person responsible. I agree. Uh, don't, don't be like, hey, there's a thing happening and we don't know what's going to happen, and then everyone is like, oh god, oh god, oh god, I'm hanging by my genitals. Oh god. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.